0: From the LiveX Studios in New York
1: City, Cheesehead TV brings you two guys who like to think they know something about football!
0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to Packer Transplants Live. I am Aaron Nagler, and joining me, as always, is my co-founder here at Cheesehead TV, Mr. Corey Banke. I am coming to you live from the LiveX studio in New York City. Corey, also in New York City, is joining us from a remote location. And we are ready to talk some Packers. What do we have on tap today,
2: Corey? Today, we'll break down the win over the Panthers and look ahead to the heavyweight bout between the Packers and the Tennessee Titans. But right now, it's time for the good, the bad, and the ugly. We got the good, we got. Adrian
0: Amos having the game season football time of his life. We got the bad. We got the offensive line. Really, boys, the Panthers, the Panthers, really. We got the ugly. We got shots of an empty Lambeau field TV directors. None of that. No more. Stop that. Like, just focus on the action, especially when they're kicking those field goals. You don't need the shot from behind the kicker showing an empty Lambeau field. I don't need it in my life. Corey, how the hell are you, buddy? Welcome back to New York.
2: Hey, I'm doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Thank you. Uh, Here we are. COVID protocol. What a weird time. Yeah, it is. I mean, you're literally I could probably maybe throw something and hit your building, not your window. obviously. I can actually look out this window and I can see the studio. That's what I'm saying.
0: It's a little crazy, but crazy. Got got to stick to those protocols. So here we are. Uh, The Packers. Keep marching on. Bit of a,
1: you know, the yes, second half was
0: a little rough uh, against the Panthers. I would say. Well, I think that would be a
2: fair assessment. You're probably I don't think gonna so. you're gonna push back on that assessment. I, I have no doubt. But I'm gonna always, push back hard on that because everybody's gonna focus on that, and then nobody focuses on the first half. And yeah, the fact that they, they had three straight touchdown drives to open the game, and essentially
0: if it bleeds, won the game it the bleeds. first three,
2: you know, series. But I, I understand. the game was over. Let's talk yeah. about that. Yeah, the we game won't. was over after three drives, Instead, we'll talk about a bunch of nonsense and we'll write a bunch of papers about a bunch of nonsense that really doesn't matter. Oh, uh, that's fair.
0: That's fair. That is absolutely fair.
2: I, I like where you're I like And that's how we're going to spend our week. And then we wonder why these players and coaches get so annoyed with all the c- stupid questions that people ask them. Because it's like, mm, did you see that we're 11-3? and three? Mm-hmm. Oh, did you see we winning? Mm-hmm. Oh, were we ever down? Nope. Mm. That's nope. what I would do. If I was the coach, I would be like, um, I will answer your question when we're losing. <laughs> so if they're winning, they never answer anything. That that's your yeah. That's that's your. That's res- what I would do. That I would be, be the response? worst. You uh, would be. I would be the worst. Yeah, you would. Because I I I would just burn it all down. I would would burn the entire thing to the ground. Because I can't do a job without, like, burning everything to the ground at some point. Oh, I'm aware.
0: All right, let's get to some Packers news, shall we? Some news. And I think the big headline of the week, obviously, are the Packers are sending seven gentlemen to the Pro Bowl. Six of them as starters. Uh, Aaron Jones, the only one not starting. Obviously, everyone wants to talk about the snubs. Probably two. Three significant snubs in Corey Lindsley, who did not get named and probably should have given his play. I know he's been injured. Yeah. Uh, Mason Crosby, all he does is win. He is so money. Uh, and then, obviously, the big one is Robert Tunyon. Absolutely absurd. Like, I can understand. That was the biggest I will one, yeah. listen to arguments for Crosby and Lindsley not getting in. I understand that. But Tunyon not getting in is absolutely absurd. But we all know it's a popularity contest,
2: so there you have it. Well, and speaking of a popularity contest, Elton Jenkins not. I'm kind of surprised he got in. I'm not surprised because he doesn't deserve to be in, but I'm surprised that he got in because it is a popularity contest, and nobody knows who he is. So you know,
0: I do. You know, the funny thing is, is like I do think because he has played at such a high level at so many different positions and has been highlighted a couple times in national broadcasts, it certainly has helped in regards to his name recognition, which is often what gets you in the Pro Bowl. Uh, just to, But to echo your thought, it's just surprising that it happened so quickly. You know, the idea that his name mm-hmm. took hold, not only with fans, obviously, because that's a third of the vote, but players and coaches, too, get to vote on this thing. And the fact that they all are clearly, you know, maybe not talking about it, but know who he is, know the kind of season he's having, that's a, that's a great testament to Jenkins. No question about it. Um, next up, Speaking of Corey Lindsley, back at practice. Hey, 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 look at mm. this. Corey Lindsley like back at practice. Um, I like it. Doesn't necessarily mean that he's coming off IR, but um, Elton Jenkins did let slip a little earlier today that, uh, you know, they were asking him what he's going to be playing at an all. What position would he be playing in the Pro Bowl? He said, I'll be playing Pro Bowl guard on Sunday. Which would indicate that Corey Lindsley is most likely in line to play at center. So we'll we'll see. You know, he may just be joking around, but we'll see. Um, but yes, Corey Lindsley is back at practice. That's very encouraging. Um, he's, yes, it is. He spent the mandatory three weeks on IR, so he now he is uh, able to come off at any time. Matt LaFleur indicating earlier today that they will give him the entirety of the week, as they always do, just to see how his body reacts. He is wearing a full kind of uh, brace on that left knee. So we'll see how that ha- progresses throughout the week. Uh on a down note when it comes to injuries and practice time, Jamal Williams missed his second day this week. Uh did not practice again today with that quad issue that knocked him out of the Panthers game early. Uh, you hate to see that. Maybe that means a little more opportunity for AJ Dillon. We'll talk about that. AJ Dillon. Bit. But yep. uh yeah, Jamal Williams, shout out to Big B, the goat, the goat. Uh hopefully Jamal gets some rest, gets that recuperation that he needs and is back for Week 17 against the Bears because it sure doesn't seem to be trending the right way for Sunday night against the Titans. Uh, and then finally, Corey, just you know, the wrap up the news section here because I know what a monstrous fan you are of not only practice squad news, but kicker news. The Packers have signed oh, God. a new kicker to the practice squad. J.J. Molson, uh, who did work out for the team a couple weeks ago, has now been signed to the practice squad you know, the idea here is clearly in case, you know, in case something happened to Mason Crosby, if there was some kind of uh, injury that happened during practice, what have you, they were, would be able to call him up at a moment's notice rather than have to wait through COVID protocols, etc. So he will undoubtedly be the reserve kicker, so to speak, uh, for the, I would suspect for the remainder of the season. But we will see. So I know you're excited about kicker news and practice squad news meeting together. Oh, what happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I figured as much. All right, you want to talk about some offense since you don't want to talk about kicker news? Yeah, let's talk about some offense. Well,
2: speaking of speaking of back to Corey Lindsley, Corey mm-hmm. Lindsley, you wonder if those two drives that stalled, you know, had we had Corey Lindsley in there, that was to me, <laughs> to me, the biggest problem with our offense was the offensive line kind of right. being like, hey, uh, yeah, uh, remember when we have to protect the quarterback? <laughs> It is is a bit of an important
0: uh, aspect, no doubt about it. I do think uh, a lot of that was situational. Some of it was coverage uh, sack-related. Aaron not wanting to push the ball down the field. I do think, though, when they got up 21-3, it sure felt like, and I mentioned this on the the watch party. We've talked about it on Packers Daily. It sure felt like they were going for the kill shot, right? Like, it's 21-3, we got the ball again. Let's put this thing away. Let's put it on ice. Let's get Tim Boyle in for the second half. And then things started kind of going off the rails. I think, you know, they've both, both Lafleur and Rodgers have mentioned the Panthers were playing a lot of coverage. Um, They couldn't push the ball downfield the way they wanted to, and things were breaking down up front. And they kind of got off script, and they they really kind of threw a spanner in the works, so to speak. After the game, I asked Aaron Rodgers if he, you know, they got caught trying to go for the kill shot. And I found his answer illuminating. Let's, like, pay particular attention to the pause here. Roll it, Rob. Did you guys get caught trying to go for the kill shot when you were up 21-3? I don't know, Nags. I mean, uh, I don't think so. I really don't. Oh, come on! (laughs) You could drive a truck through that pause. You know he's sitting there going, How? Do I collect myself and answer this question without saying yes while saying yes? I mean, come on, people. And that's, you know, I understand it. You know, we've all played Madden. We've all been up 21-3 yep. and thought, all right, I'm going to finish this girl off and make him rage quit. Been there, man. It's yep. cool. I understand.
2: But make no mistake, that's what was going on. Um. I mean, uh, what's funny is Lafleur, Coach, did not really know how to answer your question when you asked the same no, question he, of Coach. He, he was, um, yeah, he. About 15 minutes later, during the watch party. Yeah, he was game show. He
0: was, <laughs> he was not. Uh, I don't think he was very pleased with that question.
2: Uh, to be honest, he really with you. wasn't. But he was th- like, I. He didn't. Re- he he was like, I don't understand what you're talking I, about. He said, he, I don't like, know how to respond like, to that question. Is what he said. Yeah. <laughs> what's
0: hey? That's it's kind like of. yes or no, Coach. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty simple question, right? I don't
2: think there's any ambiguity there. Um, but but know, I also understand. think that you could say that they did that in that first drive, but I don't know that, you know. Right. So so yeah. much is made. So much hay, you know, I said this earlier in the show, but so much hay is made because people have nothing. There's nothing else bad about that game, right. really. Yeah, the yeah, defense yeah. played beyond where it's been. Yeah. Um, The offense was a juggernaut from the beginning. And, and, you know, the nits that you pick are situational football nits. Yes. Which I wish that people, you know, I wish that people really – it's like we don't – I don't know. You you can't – you just can't place the same overall value on a game, um, game by game. You've got to say where is the score. And and that score is going to determine so many things.
0: Well, yeah, how you Um, approach the rest of the game. Absolutely. A thousand percent. I do think – Uh, You can point to things like the offensive line getting beat in certain situations and say, what the hell? You know, especially against a team like the Panthers, who have not been very good at getting after the quarterback this year. Um, The Titans are even worse, you know, and I've had a lot of people point out, like, because I said, you know, on Twitter, the Titans can't get to the quarterback. Well, neither could the Panthers. So it's like, yeah. And if the Packers are up 21-3, giving up sacks, I'll live with it. And the Packers will be more than fine. So it is very much situationally driven, Corey. I very much agree there. Um, now, now here's something though. Uh, re- talking about the offense, right? It, I guess they haven't needed it much, so we haven't seen it. But there have been times throughout the season where I thought it could work, it can, or it could be a good weapon for them, and it just hasn't materialized in any meaningful way. Even though we spent the off season asking them about it, talked to Coach talk to Aaron Rodgers, talk to Corey Lindsley about this this summer during training camp. It's just do the Packers have a hurry up offense? Do they have no. up tempo offense at all? No. No. Because like last year they said, we well, it's the first it. first year implementing the offense, blah blah blah, and then this summer they were like, "Oh, that's something we'll put in towards the end of camp." I haven't seen I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any, like, hide or hair of it. And I don't say it in any particular way like that would have made a difference on uh, Saturday night. I don't think they really needed it. But I was just thinking about, like, these lulls they get into, whether it was against Indianapolis a couple weeks ago, whether it was against um, the Panthers on Saturday night. And there have been other times where they just can't seem to get out of the rut, you know? I think turning to a... Up-tempo, no-huddle offense is a really good way to kind of shake the cobwebs out. Let Aaron Rodgers drive for a little bit. I, I just I, I don't know why they don't have this arrow in their quiver. And uh, I am going to try to ask Coach about it, but i got to figure out a good way to go about doing it.
2: <laughs> I haven't quite I mean, there yet. I wonder how much of it is uh, self-scout and even coming from Aaron Rodgers, where hmm. he's like, look, we need to be – we need to be the offense that we're going to be. And if we have to hurry up to do that, it right. might get us out of our game. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, no, I, but I totally agree, though. That's, that's a really good point. It but might be. No, no doubt about it. Could it could be a self-scout thing where it's like, I mean, I remember the times, you know, even Mike Sherman and, and, uh, and uh, Mike McCarthy deployed the hurry up. Uh and Mike Holmgren uh started it deploy the hurry up exactly to what you're saying. I wonder if the approach is we play our game, our offense is our offense, and if we have to change our offense. Now what the problem is when situational football slaps you in the face <laughs> and is like, hey guys, there's two minutes left in the in the whole entire game and right. you need to score seven points. And actually two minutes, that's turnity for Aaron Rodgers. But we have seen some some times when they have needed a hurry up, and this is why I say no. From the beginning right. is because the times when they have needed to hurry up, they've made some mistakes, and they it yeah. hasn't been as tight as you've seen Aaron yeah. Rodgers' offenses in the past. Well, and there's a difference, right? There's a difference between the two-minute
0: drill or end of half and a up-tempo offense. You know what I mean? Like and just going and yeah, just yeah, go, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And and I very yeah. much hear what you're talking about at the uh, the end of the half, etc. I just think, like I said, it would be a good way for you know, to get guys out of their heads, get them just reading and reacting and just go, go, go. Now, obviously, part of that is you have to convert. Like, if you are incomplete pass or you try a draw and it goes nowhere, like, whatever, there there can be a, a danger there, but to me, I just think it would be a, a good kind of uh, – maybe, maybe it's something. Maybe it's something we see in the playoffs. Maybe they hold on to it or whatever. Who knows? Um, I mean, because they are, what, number three in the NFL in scoring points at this point. So it's not like they're struggling to put points on the board. were, Yeah, exactly. Um, finally, I just want to talk about the curious case of A.J. Dillon. I, I just, Saturday night set up to be just should have been a – maybe not a coming out party – But it was absolutely a moment they could have leaned into the young guy. And they would have been able to utilize his exactly his skill set. Up by many scores. Running very well against an opponent that is really guarding against the pass. Lots of too high safety looks. Offensive line coming off the ball well. Again, you're up by a lot. They get to that 21-3 lead. They've put up a ton of yards. Obviously a ton of points. And then all of a sudden, I think after they got up 21-3, I think they ran, like, less than 10 times for the remainder of the game. Like, just Mm.
1: hand the ball
0: to your your big boy, your your kid. He ripped off an 18-yard run and then never saw the ball again. And I understand, like, the intricacies of the offense and maybe there's some kind of protection thing that they don't trust him in. You know, but I asked Coach this afternoon, what does he got to do to get you to trust him? And, you know, he kind of punted on that question. I just... I understand Aaron Jones is Aaron Jones, and he's amazing. and We all wanted him to get the rock. But talk about a perfect opportunity with Jamal going down and a big lead. Just put AJ in there. Run the kid. See see what you got there.
2: I just... I just wonder, I, I go back to what I said about Coach before uh, last week on the show, where where do you think Coach is, where do you think he is? Is he how? Is he closer to his floor or is he closer to his ceiling? And right. I think most Packer fans and most people that watch the NFL imagine his ceiling is way up here, and he's, he's a lot closer to his floor right now. And I just wonder, there's some part of me, especially with the way that we play, Um, There's some part of me that wonders if it's not somewhat intentional and and hear me out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think some of it is if we get up, there are things that he wants to try, right? There's things he wants to put on tape. There's things that he wants to do. You know, there's part of me that's like, I don't think that we have given coach enough credit as a strategist to see his theories play out. And I say this because it's like, if you are ahead in the game, what is what? You know, yes, you're not thinking about tomorrow necessarily, but you are thinking about the playoffs. You are thinking about teams that are scouting you. You are thinking about, you know, who you have and what weapons you want to deploy. And I just feel like there's part of him. I, I just wonder, you know, if you ask Coach in a press conference, if you said, Coach, you know, do you think what is the closest you have come as a play caller to a complete game? Mm. And I wonder what his answer would be, you know, would it be the last game that he played or would it be something from last year? Like I'm very fascinated by how he self scouts. Right. Right. And we've talked about this on the show many times, but I just wonder, you know, we all playing checkers. Okay. And I feel like he's playing chess. I feel like him and Belichick and there's some coaches out there that, they're playing chess, and they're playing a middle. They're playing a short, middle, and a long game because you have to, and especially with the team like this, right? He knows that we're going to the playoffs at this point, right? right. We're very right. close. We're right on the right on the door. Right. So, what kind of team are you to get hot, right? Because right. really, the goal now is over everything, right? Mm-hmm. If if you're you, yes, it's that next game, but you know that's coach speak. But really, it's how do I get hot? In yeah. right at week seven. How do I get my team How do I get trending in the right way? Right, hitting into on all cylinders. Place, right. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel that. I, I so I wonder is that. like, and and I say that because like, is his goal to win the game and get AJ Dillon more time because he doesn't know what he has with Dillon, or does he know what he has with Dillon? Right. He's and just his goal at is. Hey, I wanna see a five step and a seven step drop, and I wanna see if we can go for the kill shot here, right? That's why he doesn't wanna really say he's going for it, because then he's gonna learn some things based on what he sees on tape, and he's not putting anything on tape that anybody's gonna like take away, right?
1: I
0: I, can I just tell I, you I, something?
2: I'm giving him some credit. I, I
0: agree. I, I think yeah, everything you just said makes a ton of sense. Um, I, I want to give Brandy a shout-out in the comments because she just made a perfect analogy. Uh, remember in Demolition Man when Stallone hit that dude that was frozen and his head broke to pieces? That's what I see happening to defenders when they tackled Dylan in December and January. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, you know, just get the big boy the rock. But, yes, Corey, a thousand percent very much agreed uh with that the idea that there is a long game i do think that gets lost sometimes both in game and season long i very much agree there
2: uh okay let's, coach uh, doesn't lose that we lose no, that we, right no, that's
0: my that's the exactly coach my point. doesn't lose no, that of course right not. of course not uh, a thousand percent um okay we got to talk about the defense and then we're going to preview the titans game and then Corey. I, I don't know if you know this we have a very special guest joining us tonight here on this old oh, yeah. program, yeah, we have a uh, the mayor Sweet. of Green Bay, Wisconsin, Eric Gendry, oh. is going to be joining us here on Packer Transplants in about uh, ten minutes, unless Corey and I stress, unless he us, he us, which is always a possibility.
1: Larabie.
0: You never really know. You never really know. It's always possible that uh, you know. We are pretty small potatoes, and a mayor is a mayor, uh, especially of tidal town. I, I would Blair V.S. If, if I were him. But we'll see. About 10 minutes or so. So let's talk about the defense. Let's talk about the Packers okay. defense. Uh, Chris Barnes progressing nicely. Look at him with the communication yep. helmet. Look at this guy getting out there in all three downs, making some explosive plays. Really nice job reading screens. Uh, still take some, some missteps, uh, some getting taken advantage sometimes by the interior. But overall, thought he had a strong game. Thought it was really promising. And I love that the Packers are making that youth movement now. Get him in there now. Get him all of these reps. Get him all this experience now. So, like you were just talking about, Corey, when you hit the ground running in the playoffs, let's make sure that he's up to snuff and ready to go and making all the calls, getting the communication in. Because, look, I understand why they probably stuck with uh, Kirksey as long as they did, especially from the communication standpoint. But I thought from all you know, angles that you can look at a game, I thought he did pretty damn well getting guys in the right spot, making the adjustments when it appeared like Teddy was making a call at the line. He seemed to do a good job, and you never really know on the outside, but he seemed to do a good job Mm -hmm. reacting to that, getting to the right check or the right adjustment. So, hey, I like it. I like it. Good first step for Barnes. Um, Can we just talk about Rashawn Gary real quick? I can. I love mm. this kid. I everybody who's watched Tset TV for a while knows I love this kid. I loved what they did with him inside in this game. I want more of this, please, uh, Rob. If you could roll this clip, look at this kid interior hand on the ground, just beat. Uh, look, I mean, come on. Now Teddy does a great job just getting the ball off, but look yeah, at this. Look at this rep. Are you kidding me? I just like. Can we get more of that, please? I am w- here
2: for it. I want him making guards look foolish. Uh, Rashawn Gary, more. Thank you. Um, and well, finally, and, and we, got him, we got him for his motor, and you're really seeing in the last, you know, five no or six doubt. games that motor you know what's funny is too? on all
0: the time. One of the th- knocks against him coming out at Michigan was how he took plays off or sometimes he didn't have that motor. Holy cow, you never see that with, in Green Bay. I, I can't, you can't turn on the tape. And any rep, I don't care if the play is towards his side. I don't care if it's going way away. I don't care if it's like, you know, 20 yards on the op- exact opposite end of the field. That guy is running full tilt all the time. Like, I, I challenge someone to, to find a spot on the tape where he's loafing or not giving full effort, because I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, absolutely love it. Uh, finally, Adrian Amos, this guy's an unsung hero. He has been playing really good football, at least for a month. Uh, He played another solid game against the Panthers. I tell you what, for a team that has been up and down all year long on defense, I think they have been playing better as of late. Amos is a guy who is just not getting enough cred, I don't think. Now, is he Ed Reed in his prime? No, of course not. Is he the second coming of Nick Collins? Of course not. But he is playing really good football. And, you know, he's not going to make a pro bowl. He's not going to get all pro consideration. But, man, every chance I get, to trumpet this guy, I'm gonna do it. Cause, damn it, how many years have we lived through just putrid safety play
2: in Green Bay? I mean, just bad ass, in a a bad way, safety play. I think why people consider him unsung is because you you when you look at what he can do, he can do it all like there isn't a type of play, whether it's pressuring the quarterback, whether it's one on one on flats um, covers, it, you know, if he could cover the middle of the field, too, that's the only thing that like, right. you know, we don't really ask him to do. But it would be nice he because did some somebody of that. needs to. I'll tell you what, though, he did. Some he of that did. He Saturday did do night, some of that. And he did a good job. No doubt about it. There's Um, nothing he can't – I haven't seen him do – I haven't seen – he's kind of like Jair that way, where it's like you ask him to do something and he makes it happen, and he's really good tackling in space, which you can't say about a lot of people on our team. That
0: that is – I mean, I'll take it. In in a secondary and sometimes a defense filled with guys diving at feet, throwing his shoulder into guys, give me a guy who actually tackles. Yes, please. thousand percent. Um. All right. Well, let's talk real quick. We got five minutes, so we got to talk to the mayor. So let's preview this Titans-Packers matchup on Sunday night. Corey, I have been being—I have been asked about this game on Packers Daily. Everybody's been circling for it. like a month at least i have been getting how are yeah. we going to stop henry how are we going to stop henry how are we going to beat the titans oh and then it kind of died down for a little bit because the browns whooped up on the titans and everyone was like oh maybe the titans aren't that good but now the titans like whooped up on the lions and scored 40 or blah blah blah, and they were really explosive so now it's all back to oh my god how are we going to stop the titans what are we going to do let, let me tell you this first of all when it comes to henry and coach alluded to this in his presser today they just have to rally to the football as a gang, they have to arrive together and in a bad mood that, you know, there's no one guy on this defense. That's going to be able to take Henry down or limit Henry. No, they are. Henry's going to no. get his, he is going to produce. There's zero question about that, but they have got to have that gang mentality when it comes to rallying, getting multiple hats on the ball every single time. And I thought coach made a really good point this afternoon when he talked about limiting the space that he has to operate in when they try to get him outside. Because you've seen Henry make a bunch of corners look absolutely foolish this year when he takes them and just throws them on the ground, you know, that stiff arm. Um, Limiting, reducing the space. Because once he gets up a full head of steam and then he's Mm. got you in his sights, you're dead as a defensive back. But if you're, if you're crashing down now, obviously, The offense knows this, and they will try to play off of it at times. But for the most part, you are going to have to come in and close that space as quickly as possible, wrap up on those legs, because you don't want to take him high. But the key is multiple guys, first guy wrap up, and everyone else arrive in a bad mood. Because, look, like I said, you're not going to stop him. But you got to at least limit the damage he does.
2: You only need to do it for the first two drives, and mm. then once you get up three scores, you're like situational football. Well, and, that and is Go ahead, run Derrick Henry. Who cares? That is a 1,000% no, the best way to take him out
0: of the game. Uh, no question about it. Uh, also, the Titans, as I mentioned earlier, they cannot rush the passer. They cannot rush the passer. They have the fewest sacks in the league coming into this Week 15 mm. matchup. They just, they just can't. However, they are ball hawks. They are big-time ball hawks. They will get after the football. This is a, a, a game where you cannot get lax. You cannot carry it out away from your body. You've got to be high and tight at all times. You have got to protect the football. Two hands if you're going through the scrum. Uh, this is a game where the ball will be under attack each and every rep. Uh, so that, to me, it, it the, obviously the Packers can take advantage. They're going to complete some footballs. They're going to complete some passes. The yards after the catch are going to be great. You gotta protect the football. The guys will be flying in from behind, honestly, from the
2: side. Got to get that done. That's the danger. That is the real red flag of the 2020 Green Bay Packers. Is they start turning the ball over like any team, but especially this one. There's they're not recovering from it. And 0 when they don't turn it over.
0: 10 and 0 when they don't turn the ball over. That's pretty damn impressive. They if they play a clean game, they're gonna win. Um, Finally, the Titans have allowed 300 passing yards five times, and allowed a 70% 70% completion rate five times. Five times for each of those. Over 300 yards. Quarterbacks have completed 70% or more of their passes in a single game five times. What do you think Aaron Rodgers is going
2: to do? This isn't a foot. I was about to say what you're saying is this isn't a football game. This is an all-you-can-eat buffet for Aaron (laughs) Rodgers.
0: Exactly.
2: It's a track meet.
0: It's a track meet. You got to get out ahead. That is it. Uh, so, yeah, they, got, they have to be able to uh, take advantage when they have the ball. Because, as you said, Corey, the best way to limit Derrick Henry and the Titans offense, don't sleep on Tannehill. He is playing lights-out football. He has played really well these last couple games for the Titans. He could, you know, if you start committing bodies, you start committing resources to stopping Henry. They could take advantage down deep. And I know we got Jair, but we know Kevin King singled up, possibly getting, you know, one of those wide receivers on him. That, that's, that's the game to me, is limiting the, the, the damage they can do downfield because we know what the game plan is when it comes to stopping the running game. There's no doubt, though. There's no doubt. They got to score. They got to score early and often. There we go. So I think we'll be having the mayor here
2: in a little bit. I don't think he larry I don't think he Larry us, Corey. I've heard yeah, I've heard heard that he's on he's close, so here we go. Oh my goodness. Oh my it's goodness. Exciting
0: I can't we're gonna talk to the mayor of Green Bay on this little show? That's we've seems. talked to we talked to well we didn't we didn't talk Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now live from Green Bay, Wisconsin, the mayor of Titletown, It's Eric Gendrick. Eric how the How hell are, right? are you tonight?
3: Doing well. How are you guys doing?
2: Oh, boy. Great. We got him? I heard
0: him. you, you hear me you
3: hear him? Him? I, I heard him. him. Yeah. He oh, said, there he is. He there said, he is. said uh, he's
2: doing well. How are you doing? There
3: you go. I'm okay. doing well.
0: Mayor Gendrick, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I can't believe you're on our program. That's kind of blowing my mind right now. Uh, thanks for <laughs> taking the time.
3: Yeah, no, I'm a big fan, so thanks for having me. This will be great. Uh,
0: so OK, uh, you were born and raised in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, I, I would like to know what is your earliest Packers memory? Because we all have one.
3: Yeah. So, my, my, probably my earliest Packer memory, um, well, two, two memories. One, uh, one not so great, one really nice. Um, the first one is going to, I think it was a San Francisco 49ers game uh, when I was in first grade. So, it would have been like the 1987. Or '88 season, and uh, and we did not emerge victorious from that that matchup. Um, so that's probably the the first vivid one that I have. Um, the second one, though, that I really love is uh, I, I used to go to these fan days with my dad, um, and, which was a pretty cool experience back in the day. Where very approachable, you just go to the practice field, um, get autographs, and hang out with the players. and uh, And I have a great photo with Sterling Sharp from his rookie season, oh, nice. uh, which is one of my. Uh, prized possessions um so that's that's really clear one
0: awesome so did you okay you were you were elected back in april right um so now you have been the sitting 42nd mayor of green bay since april in that time since april has there been a moment with the packers and i know Obviously they, like I get that the Packers aren't your job. Like they are a part right. of the town, they are part of the community, but has there ever been a moment where you're like I I can't I can't like this is like blowing my mind that I'm in I'm doing business and or talking policy or whatever with the Green Bay Packers?
3: Yeah, you know, we've had some really nice moments especially recently. Um working with Mark Murphy and and the rest of the team over there. Um, they've been incredibly generous in supporting our purchase of body cameras here in the city for our, our police department. Um, so, obviously, as you said, you know, been a life, lifetime fan, um, really enjoy just, you know, cheering for the team. But to be able to work with them on a project like that, um, understanding that body cams obviously aren't the end all or be all uh, for police reform, um, but being able to implement something like that that'll, you know, have a, a significant public policy impact. Um, was pretty cool. Uh, it's also great, you know, when, when, when they actually had fans in the stands, um, last season, I was elected in April, 2019. So a year and a half in, and the, in the nineteen season was able to go and kind of, um, you know, hang around before the game on the, on the sidelines, um, which is a pretty cool thing. So looking forward to getting back to doing that next season.
0: Uh, speaking of which I did want to ask, I know we've heard Obviously, we've seen, uh, quote-unquote, friends and family in the stands at Lambeau these last couple games, and a bit of a buzz went through the Internet a couple weeks ago because there was signage around the stadium regarding the possibility of fans. Obviously, that's not going to materialize in the uh, regular season, but we've seen news out of Buffalo where they're talking about possibly vaccinating fans to get into a playoff game in Buffalo. Have you talked to the Packers at all about – the citizenry being able to attend games for the playoffs?
3: You know, I think it is a possibility for fans to be in the stands um, in greater numbers in, in the postseason. Um, we'll see how things go with uh, with our positivity rates here with COVID-19. Um, but, I, you know, I think all, all things considered, it's a very low-risk activity, right? If, the, if right. the fan numbers are minimized, people are observing social distancing, they're staying in their household pods, if you will, Um, You know, it's it's a safe thing to be doing as long as people are responsible before and after the game, um, which is the big variable there. Uh, It's definitely something that that I think the health community would support. Um, So hoping that we're able to get fans in the stands for the postseason.
0: That would be incredible. Um, Sticking around Lambeau Field, kind of broadening the gaze a little bit. Um, what are your involvement, or what is your office's involvement with Title and the continuing expansion there? Uh, what has that dialogue with the team been like, and uh, are you privy to the details as far as what they're planning?
3: Yes, I, the Title Town District is a great thing for the region. You know, Title Tech and the partnership with Microsoft and some of their entrepreneurial um, programming that they've implemented there. Um, obviously, the Title Town experience itself with the sledding hill and the ice skating. And all the rest is is a fantastic thing. It's technically right across the street from the city of Green Bay, so it's in the village of Eshwabnan. Right. Um, so they probably have some more direct involvement with some of those decisions. But what what we're really intent on doing from the city's perspective is kind of, you know, better connecting the activities of our downtown to that Town district. You know, growing some of that uh, farther to the east. Uh, we call it the the Legends District. Right. Uh,
0: which is so cool, by the way. Uh, I, Brett love, I love that uh, walk. That's great
3: right yeah and so th- there's yeah. there's a lot that we can do to kind of build off the momentum that they've developed at title town district and just kind of try to connect downtown to title town
0: i was going to say the bus line that you get you guys added that that's phenomenal that's that's that alone to me was really a really smart move um speaking of transportation and buses let's move to cars and parking <laughs> this is this I, is a that tweet. A, this is this is a subject that is near to dear oh, dear. Near to dear to Corey's heart. Uh, Okay. Overnight parking oh Wait, hold, in Green on, hold on, hold oh wait, on. Okay,
2: bank. yes, Have this is it. a great thing, okay, when you go down Shadow Lane, okay, and there's no parking like on a normal day or like Oneida, it's a beautiful thing, it, like, it's like the town of Green Bay is beautiful because there's not all these freaking cars on the street, and that's just, <laughs> I'm just going to say that, I know there's a lot of people that disagree with me, Mr. Mayor, but I, I, th- I, I think that's a cool Green Bay policy, personally. What, what is right. the thinking behind not having overnight parking? Because
0: I understand, because we do hear from a lot of out-of-state you know state oh city goodness. fans who talk about, right. okay, if they drive in, right, well, they can't bring their driveway with them, so where are they supposed to park when they are coming into the community and they're, they're trying to, like, they are not even trying, they are injecting the area with lots of their dollars, but now they've got this issue where they can't park their car on the street overnight. What's that about?
3: Right. Okay. Yeah, this is um, this is one of our most divisive issues probably in the city of Green Bay um, (laughs) on street parking. I'm glad you were ready for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so just so people know if they are coming to town and they're visiting somebody who lives here, they're staying at an Airbnb or something like that. They are able to actually report their license plate number through a web form on our on our website. and, And so they're able to park legally overnight. It's limited to like six times a year. Different instances, up to two weeks at a time. So, so they are able to do that. Um, But yeah, you know, I used to live in Madison. um, Went to school down there and stayed about ten years total. Um, And obviously, they have on street parking there. You get a permit and you know you put the sticker on your window and it it, it works. You know, it works in many communities across the country. I think the biggest benefit to not having on street parking overnight um, is probably for our Department of Public Works for the, the plowing for the street sweeping makes things a little bit easier for those folks. Um, so this is something that comes up periodically on our council, um, had a recent debate within the last probably nine months or or a year. Um, you know, if, if something got to my desk, it was a well written policy. I would, I would absolutely support it. I think it makes sense to allow for some on street parking to take place, but, uh, Yeah, it's a a tough one around here.
0: I love that the mayor's like, well, here are all the reasons for it. And they're very involved policy thing. And Banky's like, it just looks nicer without all the cars (laughs) on the on the street. I mean, so much. You got to hear both sides. got to hear both sides. It gives Green
2: Bay. It gives here's here's my biggest problem. And I think the mayor probably can. And I, I don't want you to I don't want you to be on the spot, but. In some ways, I've lived there. I'm in New York now, but the last three months I've I've lived in Green Bay. And thank you for the shout-out on Twitter to LiveX. We we have a new office there with three employees, and we're, like, so excited to be in the Rail Yard Innovation District. Love downtown Green Bay. But there – you know there's this magic when you go in shadow lane ninth street a lot of west side green bay howard you know fort howard is one of the oldest uh, neighborhoods in the in the united states i mean there were people and near fort howard back when jamestown was a settlement and to me it's just this this beautiful thing to i don't know you don't see cars like especially shadow lane when you take a left and you look down shadow lane from oneida and there's no cars and you see the beautiful trees and lambo there's just it's magic. It's it's right. really magic. I don't know. I'm just I'm advocating here on this
3: program. Yeah, I <laughs> hear you. No, it's we do have that small town feel in a, in a medium sized city, which is which is a cool thing. But yeah, I love the fact that that LiveX is here. You know, we're hoping that uh, in this post COVID world, you know, you guys could be kind of the poster child for what's possible, right? In, in terms of remote working from a community like Green Bay, where the cost of living is is really low. Um, in comparison to a lot of other metro areas, it's it's safe. It's easy to get around a lot of amenities. And uh, and so that, I, it's just a great story. I'd love to highlight. What you guys are doing
0: well you know in that vein i wasn't going to ask about this but now i'm going to who who do we gotta who who do we gotta like talk to what who do we have to twitter bomb just point me in the right direction to get direct flights to green bay from new york because that to me is like that is the thing that is the one (laughs) if there is an issue that i gotta stump for that's the issue because i i gotta tell you having to go through detroit chicago or Minneapolis every fucking time. It's like you gotta pick which <laughs> enemy in the NFC North you wanna like, dis, you know, like you gotta hold your nose and right. deal with their airport. I just wanna go to Green Bay, man.
3: Right. No, I know. So I would point you to the county executive who's just across the street from me. Um, the, our airport is a county facility, so I'll, ah, I'll, I'll be sure to up. get you his, his direct line Please
0: do. No, I don't need his line. Just give me his Twitter <laughs> handle and uh, we'll take care of the rest. All right. You have been an absolute legend for giving us your time, Mayor. Um, I do want to get your thoughts on this Packers team uh, because I know you are a fan. Uh, You look at this team, where did you expect? Okay, first, let me tell you, let me ask you this. Did you think back in, you were elected in April 2019, everything transpires, we get to March of 2020 and all of a sudden everything shuts down, the pandemic hits, this past summer, did you think a season was going to happen uh, or did you think, I mean, and you probably knew a lot more than most folks, uh, or did you think it was going to be a miracle if the Packers played?
3: You know, I, I don't think it was too shocking to me how everything played out. Um, I figured they were going to be able to, to make it work um, with playing, but, um, you know, obviously factoring in the fans was was always going to be difficult. So... Yeah, I don't think it's been been super shocking. Uh, obviously hoping, though, like like you you guys do, that we're able to get some fans here pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, So the Packers come in. What was your thought on the season? I was talking purely as a fan. You know, this is not political. No one watches this show anyway, so no one's going to see what anything <laughs> to say. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Uh, <laughs> were, did, were you of the mindset, like most fans were, that, okay, we're probably not going to be 13-3 and three again. Maybe we're better. Maybe we get in as a wild card. Or did you think this team – game away from the super bowl they're they're going back
3: so i was actually hanging out with with harry Sidney at a community event okay um, name just, dropper
1: all right all well, right I'm name dropping name dropping it was <laughs> a nice
3: it was a nice like neighborhood event at whitney park um so we happened to just be chatting a little bit though and i was like i, I feel really good about this team i think we're gonna go like 12 and 4 Um, and he's like, oh, so you're one of these guys drinking the Kool-Aid, right? Do you think think this team's legit? And I was like, no, I mean, I really like, I I think LaFleur's got a great offensive mind, obviously. I love the emphasis on the run. Um, I think that's been, you know, hugely important to Aaron Rodgers' success, uh, this year to some extent. So no, I, I, I'm really excited about, about them as a that as a group of guys, I think there's a really good dynamic. Um, right. And as football players, obviously, there's a lot of talent there.
0: No question about it. Um, I Actually, that's that's. I'm glad you brought that up because I was wondering, have you – obviously, you're not going to be directly involved, but, I mean, given the circumstance in the sense of under any other normal circumstance when it comes to the Green Bay Packers and the city of Green Bay, these players would be out and about, right? And they would be – Living their lives, and I don't know at bars or restaurants, where have you? Um, now that the dynamic has completely changed, and we've seen some teams handle this very well, some communities handle this very well. Given the fact that Green Bay, Northeast Wisconsin, was such a hot spot there, especially since mm-hmm. the start of the year, um, have you seen any kind of pushback and or I don't know, like the players have obviously done a really good job, and the staff and everybody in twelve sixty five um was there any dialogue with the city as far as look not that you know we want you to spy on anybody but like can we all work together to make sure that these guys uh, are are doing what's right and doing what's necessary to make sure that you know we don't spread this anywhere given how hot this area is
3: Right. Yeah. I mean, we definitely had some conversations with the Packers about, you know, their protocols and and what the city could be doing, um, you know, health wise. We we don't have a public health department from the city's point of view that that also like the airport is a county function. Um, So they have the public health officer and they're the ones that put in place some of the orders. Um, But, yeah, you know, going back to the summer, definitely had conversations with with the team just about how they were envisioning things playing out and and what we all could be doing. Um, to try to keep people safe, they, they've been really helpful. I think with some of their messaging, um, you know, as you said, our numbers were back in the fall, late fall, um, were really, really pretty bad. Um, but Packers, Lafleur, you know, the whole group, Mark Murphy, obviously, um, have been really helpful in just trying to send that that message. And the Packers are just they're they're great messengers. You know, yeah, this you has are, become right? so politicized that it's nice to have an entity like the Packers, like Lafleur, like Murphy, you know, telling people to do the right thing because it's it's much, it's much, you know, it's much better received when it's coming from them than it is from somebody like me, quite honestly.
0: No, yeah, I completely understand that. Uh, we're talking to Mayor of Town, Eric Gendrick. Uh Mayor, we cannot thank you enough for the time. Uh, the the last thing I want to ask you about is something that. We were obviously involved with, with something called the Packers Fence, which is something we sponsor every year. Um, this year, because of the fact that no fans could be in the stands at Lambeau, uh, people gave money uh, to have their likeness printed on the fence, right? Uh, in, as a gesture to kind of be part of the game day experience and or you know around Lambeau Field. And it's great how well that has been received, it's taken off, we, I, we're really proud of it what could you just talk a bit about the economic impact that not having regular packers games has maybe meant for the city and what it would mean to have that return say hopefully in 2021
3: yeah i mean it's been it's been devastating um it's been really difficult for a lot of our entertainment oriented businesses the bars and restaurants um the hotels uh, especially in the area around Lambo, but, of course, across the region. It's, it's had a really, really negative impact. Um, so I'm glad that Congress, you know, got their act together and, and, and passed another relief bill. Um, I've spent a lot of time these last couple of days just grabbing as many gift cards as I possibly can hmm. for friends and family um, for Christmas. So just, you know, encouraging everybody in the community to do the same, um, understanding that a lot of people aren't comfortable, you know, dining in person, myself included, uh, indoors, um, but we can you know we can all step up and get gift cards and, and make sure that these businesses um, come back strong in, in 2021 because yeah the lack of a you know a, a season with fans is estimated to be 150 million dollar impact um, to this community and, and when you're talking about a community size of Green bay um, it's it's really it's huge and it's it's been tough for a lot of people to, to deal with
0: well, Mayor, we can't thank you enough for the time. Thank you so much for joining us on Packer Transplants. Mayor Eric Gendrick, thank you, buddy.
3: Yeah, pleasure. Thanks for having me. Go Pack. Go Pack, go. Go There we go.
0: The mayor of Town, in effect right here on Packer Transplants Live, Corey Banke. That just happened. Good
2: stuff. That just Good stuff. Happened. I like it. I like it. I like to see it. Two nerds from New York talking to uh, <laughs> the mayor of Green Bay. I mean, what What the hell, right? Why, why not? Okay, let's... We're uh, not from New York, but well, two nerds in New York. Who live in New sorry. York
0: talking to uh, the mayor of Green Bay. Well, That's what happens. Okay, it's time. Let's go, Rob. Let's do it.
1: This week in the Packers, of- what speed! Is-
0: That's
1: right! It's this week in the Packer
0: Blogosphere, the return of that venerable series. Corey, uh, can I just. All right. So, in this age, right? In this era, in this world that we're living in, the Zoom availability has taken on its own life. It's become must see TV for diehard Packers fans, Uh, it's become, uh, you know, appointment viewing. For the Packer fan who is quarantined and/or home alone and/or you know home because they're working from home or maybe they're at work, maybe they mask up and they watch on their phone or wherever they are in the world, there are a lot of questions asked each and every Zoom avail- availability. Whether that's during the week, whether that's post game, there have been many questions. We have heard some good many ones. Questions. We've heard some bad ones. I've heard some good ones. Okay, relax. I thought <laughs> I thought after Mark Daniels asked coach after the fumble in Indianapolis if he how he could live with MVS. I never thought we could get a worse question. I thought that was it. I thought that was the bottom. I thought that was a thousand percent as bad as it could possibly ever get. And now we're on the upswing. And now we're going to continue to ascend into the playoffs, much like the
2: Packers hit the stride and the beat would. No, nope, no, nope. Well, what, what I don't understand nope. before you. Why did you why did you think that? Like, what, I don't know, Corey, because like, I want to be positive, Corey. You know, as positive
0: as you you're are, talking about the team, I try to be as positive about the beat.
2: Man, I believe in these. But people. you're being positive about people who literally their job is to be negative. Not all of them. Not all. Of them. I was thinking about this, and oh, I know I know we're here, gonna get to this little segment. But go. I was thinking here about this. We I, was, go. I was watching. I was watching Pat McAfee's show yesterday, as mm-hmm. we all do. Um, right. And. Uh, I was just thinking about, like, am I contributing to the negativity in the space? Am I one of the people that they're talking about? They had this whole back and forth about, you know, about uh, uh, being negative and how all shows are based on negative. And I was like, you know, I play into this by, like, I haven't had really a rant. I mean, I guess I have a couple times this (laughs) season. Um, And I don't know. Uh. Is a rant, like, like ranting on things? Is that negativity? Which I guess it is. And so I feel like... I was, like, watching that, and I was like, wow, I'm I'm contributing to the noise. Sometimes I think I'm contributing to the signal, but I'm actually contributing to the noise. And then I was kind of okay with it. And then I was kind of like, well, I love their show, but I love their show because of A.J. Hawk. Like, dude, you could literally – they need to have a show where A.J. Hawk just tells Kevin Green stories for hours. Oh, I know. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah that, that made great. my that, that made great. the whole thing for me like if aaron Rodgers wouldn't have even come on i would have been fine and I, I love qb1 not hating but aj hawk really came out and like his it was yeah it was so incredible anyway You know, they do talk negative. They do talk shit about people. So they say they're so positive. I know, I know. Like, as positive (laughs) as they are, I was like, "Mm." but anyway, um, back to to negative Nelly man that we're about to talk Uh, about. Oh, no, okay. Well, here's the thing. Like,
0: we've heard some bad questions. I thought we'd heard the worst question ever, but no. One Rob Reichel saw the gauntlet thrown and said, I can ask the worst question ever in the history of Zoom availability. Rob, roll it.
2: Hey, Matt. Um, in your one year in, in Tennessee, I, I think you guys ranked 27th in points, 25th in yards. If, if you hadn't gotten the Packer job in January of 19, was your plan to go back to Tennessee? Yeah. Okay. Did, did you have anything else? I mean, were, were you looking other places too, Matt? Or were, were, was were, were you a hundred percent going back?
3: Yeah.
0: What is that? What is that question? What? What? Okay. First of all, first of all, why are you leading <laughs> with the rankings of his offense in Tennessee, and then asking that question? Other than to intimate that oh you were horrible at your job. And then were you planning on going back? Where did you have an offer someplace else? Wait, what was the plan? I mean, I don't blame coach for being short with that response. I know there have been reports out there about the possibility that the Tennessee Titans might have moved on from Lafleur after one year. But guess what? Matt Lafleur. Much like, huh, Mike McCarthy, who went on to win a Super Bowl after having literally the last-ranked offense in the league as an offensive coordinator and then getting hired and taking the Packers to a Super Bowl. Much like Mike, Matt went, got hired by the Packers, and won a ton of games. So why on a Tuesday in December, in the year of our Lord 2020, Are you asking about ancient history and leading the question with his offensive ranks from an offense that means absolutely nothing here in 2020, by the way, an offense quarterbacked by Marcus Mariota and can blame Gabbert.
2: I just, why do they let him ask questions? This is my fourth week. This is my fourth week. asking this question okay I don't know. the Green Bay Packers for years told me and you yeah well if we let you ask questions it's a slippery who are we slow. gonna talk to right and who are we gonna talk to well who the hell at Forbes is letting this jackass ask questions because know. it's making Forbes look bad which how did you even know that was a possibility I don't I don't know. I didn't I I didn't. I wasn't aware that that was. Like was. was he doesn't write competent articles. He asks really terrible questions. He takes the whole thing to nosedive. And also, this is the. Uh, you know, look. You don't have to res- I'm gonna parse my words. <laughs> if you are a, if you are a beat reporter, <sighs> yeah. You do not technically have to respect the person you are asking the question. Right. However. If you choose not to respect them, you should not be surprised by the quality of the answer of your question. That is a thousand percent correct. Could not agree more. That is well
0: stated, Mr. Banky, and I very much agree. Um, next up in this week in the Packer Blogosphere, we have something, I guess, a bit more positive, but it's still uh, funny how the targets seem to uh, keep training themselves back uh, along these lines. The underage Packers, Joy the Jaguar, added again uh, this week. Last week, it was targeting the beat in general. This week, he went after, she's at TV, Matt Ramage. He went after, packs what she said. Uh, he went after, I mean, he went after everybody. Uh, Andy Herman got it. I mean, everybody. I will say, though, this is the greatest Corey Banke impression I have ever seen. Roll it, Rob.
2: You know what I'm going to do, Aaron? I'm going to ruin every single relationship you have been working on for the past 15 years. And I don't want to tell you how to be a fan. Look, I'm sitting here in gloves and 10-year-old sweater. I don't <laughs> care. But if you are going to waste your time reading stupid articles that control the narrative like Mark Daniels, then you are ruining your experience as a fan. That's all I have to say. Come on,
0: and you know the pause at the end, and then the, all I have to say oh, that yeah. is, like, y- like, like, that
2: could not be more perfect. Well, that's from the Peter Bukowski rant from uh, week four. <laughs> it's so, so good, uh, though. Yeah. But anyway. No, if you hey, hey. That YouTube video is great. It's great. It is it is you know shout out to Joey hey I have a thick skin I thought he did a very good job I thought there were actually some I think there's some actually some even funnier things he could mine but you know we'll save that when I get even more popular and then he'll have to like you know up his, up his game. talk shit about me no talk about I do think it's interesting though oh, I do think it's go. interesting oh here we go That he took me more to – like, he was more accurate with his portrayal of me. So there's two things that are interesting. One, he's more accurate with his portrayal of me than he was – about Mark Daniels or the beat. Like he's more oh, yeah, scared yeah. of the beat, right? Well, I don't think he's right? scared. No, no, no. Not scared, not scared. I don't mean no, it like no, that, but no, like no, he's no, more what, he's more like say. I'm going to be a little bit more tame with them because yeah. I know Banky is going to like because love this Because we so actually it's fine, interact right? with these folks. You know, like under, like we know yeah. Joey, we know Big B, like they So good, I yeah, good I know people. he's we have back I know and it's hilarious. We're not going to take it the wrong way. Like Mark Daniels is going to not be like, "Oh my goodness." And then the second thing that I find very interesting, which I I do believe he has up his sleeve mm-hmm. is I didn't see a Nagler in I don't know what
0: you're talking about, sir. I don't know. Like, so like, I have That's wonder, two videos now, by the way. Okay.
2: So wonder, you
1: got two videos. Say it. I wasn't gonna You basically
2: say it. got like all the people and you saved what do you save? What do you save? And I don't know who does he watch about. the most? I mean, I don't you, know what you're you, got, about. you got you got a lot of Id- you I mean, you think I got idiosyncrasies? I'm just Id- any idiosyncrasies.
0: I'm just saying. There's two videos now. I have idiot. I have actually, (laughs) I don't have idiosyncrasies.
2: I have idiot-syncrasies. That's what I have. (sighs) Two videos, one of the beat, one of the
0: blogs. I'm in both. I'm not in either of those videos. So I'm, I'm winning. Although he did utilize an actual clip of the intro of This Week in the Packer Blogosphere to introduce
2: this video. So I'm in it. In yeah, well, sense. I still think I, I'm highly flattered because he started with the best show. So, you know, yeah, I'm, clear. I mean, I'm, I'm all in it. I mean, obviously. I'm, we I'm here. the ones I'm who here do
0: this week in the Packer Blogosphere, which is where we are literally. That's hyper meta. Uh, and, and then the last bit I wanted to say about the Blogosphere this week is this guy. Somebody named, and I don't know if this is a real name. I don't know who, what, who this person is. I know they follow me on Twitter. I don't know what's going on here. Blaze Gray, whoever <laughs> you are. So, for those of you who are unaware, there was a TikTok video going around. Yeah, we're talking TikTok, baby. We're on with the use here at Packer Transplants. Um, <laughs> there was a TikTok video going around about oh, this kid geez. did all these different quarterback cadences. So, all the pretty, like, like, what they say, blah, blah, blah. And his, you know, he did Tom Brady, he did all these guys. And then he, he tried to do Aaron Rodgers, and he was pretty, it was pretty bad. But Blaze Gray, whoever this is, responded with this video. And I got to say, I had not one but two former Packers DM me about this video, unsolicited, and say, oh, my God, this sounds just like him. This is absolutely incredible. Rob, roll it.
1: Because the doggone problem is he ain't doing it right. He ain't doing it right, nephew. So we, And if you've been taught anything in life, you know, we do something we got to do it right now. So we just going to correct the mistakes. And I got to come at you like somebody's uncle, because that's the only way you reach kids today, man. So when we breaking down Aaron Rodgers, That motherfucker, when he come up in uh, uh, on the scene, you know what I'm talking about? He be right there with it. He went, Philip, 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 T, V. And then he going and out with it. He's he getting ready for that play action. You now he got a little cannon on with up. And I just told him a lot of what he know because I was with him there at uh, uh Butte Community College, you know what I'm saying? But you got to pay attention to the uh, uh, intricacies, you know what I'm saying? Because his right leg, when he in the shotgun, and he going to hand it off, right at the end, he went, Green 18. and then right at the end, he put it, his right leg, to you know what I'm talking about, and then he hand it off just like that. But when he really getting down to it, it's, Green 18, Green 18, hey, can, 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 yeah, hey. Blue 58! blue 58! And then he going and out, he slinging that rock with it. You see what I'm saying? So, you just gotta get it down, player. That's...
0: I mean, come on! That's uncanny how much that sounds like Aaron Rodgers. The cadence. That's incredible. <laughs> that is absolutely incredible. I mean, it is like, if you close your eyes, you would think you're watching the game. That's phenomenal work. And I love the fact, like, I don't know if you went to Butte Community College, but whatever. Uh, amazing. Amazing work. Gotta give him a shout-out. That is... Incredible. Uh, we got oh, super chats we got, What's going on, dude. We got super chats for days. Let's go here. Let's let's talk days to some fine and folks. Days. We got. We we'll start with Tyler, who hit us up before the show even started. Corey, with a super chat saying "Happy wow. Holidays" to Banker, Banky, and Negler families. That is incredibly oh, generous. Thank, you. Thanks, thank Tyler. you. Thank you so much. Uh, next up, we have Jason, who says "Merry Christmas, Aaron and Corey. Thank you for the gift of Cheesehead TV. Again, thank, thank you, you so Jason. much and happy holidays. Merry Appreciate Christmas. You. Wherever you guys are in the world. Casey is up next. He says, new Packers slogan, LaFleur it and Coast. <laughs> I'd say I will buy that. I, I like it. Uh Jesse says, Fa la 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 Man after nice. our own heart right there. Amar, hey, what's up, Amar? Uh, also love LaFleur's response to RR's question about interviewing for other teams. Or going back to Tennessee. Well, yeah, that's what we were talking about during, uh, you know, the uh, start there of, what do you call it? Blogosphere. Blogosphere. Andrew, Andrew, thanks for the super chat. Jones has a toe injury. Heard anything? Uh, Just that he was limited in practice today. He was listed as limited on the initial injury report, which was out earlier this afternoon. Uncultured, thank you for the super chat. Pappy's Fund, and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all. Does Perry know about the Pappy's Fund? No, she will be (laughs) well-versed in the Pappy's Fund when she arrives on Sunday night. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Perry Goldstein will be joining us here live in the studio for the watch party Sunday night. Uh, Miss one half of packs What She Said herself will be right here live on Cheesehead TV, uh, much like uh, she was earlier in the season, except hopefully this time the internet doesn't go out. We'll find out. Uh, that was the only time the internet's gone out in our office, like in five ever, years, ever. So I, I don't ever. see it happening, so I, I hope not. So. Uh, overshadow, yeah, overshadow. Thank you so much for the super chat. Oh yeah, Pappy Fund! Exclamation <laughs> point. That'll do. Pappy uh, fund getting some legs. Uh, this happening, we'll, we'll have to talk to our Pappy uh, Capologist uh, on, on, on on watch party. Joseph, thank you for the super chat. Remember, Bears claiming, ha ha, over Amos. LOL. Hard to forget. It's one of the great off-seasons of Packers fandom. That idea that the Packers... No, the best is, yep. The, the Bears yeah. thought they were about to lay claim to the North for like a decade. Their fans were like over the moon, thought they were just about to like go on a run, and then they had all fucking collapsed. Gotta love it. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Uh, Dustin, thank you for the super chat. Put in A.J. Dillon at middle linebacker. If he and Henry collide, the universe will collapse into the black hole. <laughs> created by- <laughs> That is good. I like it. Uh, different Dustin. Thank you for the super chat. I think Gary should set back and spy Henry. I think he's fast enough to meet him head on head. Uh, you don't want that. No, no, nobody wants Interesting. that. Interesting. No no, 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 no. Gary needs to get after the quarterback. Uh, finally, Wendy. Yeah. Wendy says... You should contact Coach to get the fan videos played in the stadium for the playoffs. It would be a great motivator. You know what's funny is we did contact. Wendy. Game yep.
2: day operations. We had a whole campaign. Never heard from they the just, Packers. They, we sent it. They were like,
0: yeah. they They wanted to play Charlie Barron's video. That's that was their response, you know. Let's Which talk I can about, see, I can see. I understand wanting to play, and that was obviously a partnership. Like they clearly worked it out, but like I like Charlie. Why I love Charlie. We're hey, Charlie is going to be joining us for the Bears game right here on Cheesehead TV. Sweet, but isn't it interesting Sweet. that the, the Packers were much more concerned about? Here's a video about a joke about how everyone misses Lambo and can't go to Lambo, rather than a video series produced by the fans. About how they want to help the players, want to pump up the energy in the stadium. That's on you, Green Bay Packers. We're trying to help, trying to help the game itself, trying to affect change, trying to pump some life into Lambeau Field.
2: It's not too late. That's all I'm saying. Oh, my goodness. There's like five more. You got to do know, some more super chats. There might be one from a very famous person who, who, uh, who it might be a joke, though. But I it's pretty sure funny. It's,
0: I'm sure it's a joke. Mike N says, Happy holidays. Thank you, buddy. Uh, we have New York Cheesehead. Merry Christmas, guys. Great stuff. Go pack, go. Thank you. Robin, thanks so much from across the pond. Merry Christmas. Robin.
2: Everyone. Lots of
0: love to everyone. Legless One, thank you for the super chat. Merry Christmas, Super Bowl. Happy party at Cheesehead TV. No, I'm, I'm all about that. There you go. David Ryan, thank you for the super chat. 2020 sucks, but it sucks less watching Cheesehead TV and the Packers. And then finally, Jason Wallers. Jason, Jason Wallers. Jason Wallers. Gave us a dollar. One dollar. Super sticker. Look at this. Look at. Okay. Can we just Can we just pause? <laughs> can we just pause for a second? Keep that up on the lower third. What does go, he have for go, his avatar? I, I I have no idea. But that's my point. Okay. Can we just pause for a second? Wait. Now let this thanks pacfan Fan yeah. 39 thing go away. Corey, Corey, can you just put up uh, one, like, thumb, like a thumbs up? Just go like this. Yeah, there you go. Okay, thanks. I just need to screenshot that after, like, (laughs) and and send that out to the world after this show. Uh, PacFan39, (laughs) thank you for the super chat. Wes Hod on Playoff Transplants episode, like, 2019? Possibility. that's a good pos- there's that's a super, a possibility there's a, there's a packer transplant super fan that's a that is a that's a deep dive right there <laughs> jason wallers you're okay yeah we're okay we're okay we'd be better if coach <laughs> came back on the show I'm yeah saying, you know what he's just giving asking. us money
2: because he doesn't want to bring coach back I on know, so he's like I well know. i gotta give him yeah, something. Yeah, I gotta mm. something here's you know? a dollar
0: hey man uh, people keep asking Coach back on transplants for the playoffs. Coach Seems loves us. Seems like a no-brainer. Us. Come on, Seems what's like not a, to love? Well, unless, I got... uh, unless I'm asking
2: about kill shots, you know, then then he's not a fan. But, you know. Nagler, Nagler, if you're the reason that we don't get Coach back, everything you said about me cl- hurting relationships yep. is out the window. Yep. I'm just saying right now. It's all good, man. That's it. Hey, it's fine. I, I, I destroy every bridge I cross.
0: So there you go. Everybody, uh, Corey, do you have anything else for the fine folks at home?
2: Uh, No, have a great holiday, everybody out there. Uh, If you celebrate, if you don't, have a great time. Uh, Whatever you celebrate, just, you know... Stay safe. Try not to be so lonely out there with COVID. Right, uh, it's hard. Try not. It's hard to not get COVID and try not to be lonely. I read this New York Times article about loneliness that was really good, and it's something we don't really think about. Um, you know, reach out to each other and and you know try to try. Aaron and I have kind of done it this season. We haven't really seen each other at all, pretty much. Dude, I can't remember and the last time I saw you
0: in person. Like it's been a long. It's time. It's
2: hard. It's hard to not have human interaction, and I think we're we're learning this more and more this year, and it's one of these things that we're going to take away. So, you know, hold on to what you have and, um, you know, don't take it for granted.
0: Absolutely. Um, I want to give a shout out to all our Patreon members. Thanks to everyone who showed up for the... Uh, happy hour last night. It was a lot of fun, as it always is. If you'd like to join us at Patreon, Patreon.com/cheeseheadTV, it does help support everything we do—not only with the website, everything in video, social, etc. Everything with the brand. Um, Five dollars a month is all we ask. But if you can't do that, I totally get it. Just do us a monster favor: hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, whether it's YouTube, Facebook, what have you. Um, we can't thank you guys enough for your support. As Corey mentioned, we've been doing this all year. The watch parties have been a ton of fun. Um, it's the sense of community, right, that is missing from probably our real in-person lives. We try to foster it here. We love Packers fans. We love the Packers. We love that you guys join us here every week. The watch party every week. It's always a ton of fun. Thank you so much. Uh, that'll do it. For this episode of Packer Transplants, we'd like to thank everyone who joined us today and who makes Cheesehead TV part of their daily Packers routine. We are and will always be devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide.
3: 2.86, Tom says.
0: Um, Sorry, oh yes, yes, it's a roundup uh, in that case. But, uh, I was trying to be generous. Uh, thank you, Nags. I appreciate that. Uh, you know, I understand your question. I think there may be a misnomer um, among... Uh, Yourselves and the others at uh, G Said TV. Is that right? Um, that is that correct. May, that maybe uh, if the second and is called and it's a run pass, and I'm going to choose to pass out of spite for the. Uh, i can not spite. You- I didn't say spite. Come on now.
3: <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs>